The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Come on, here we go. No, no. Don't you disrupt Moose's solo. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the honey sauce. Fire the Bears, and after every win, we need to taste the biscuit. Taste the biscuit. We need to remember how taste we used to do bear claws. We used to uh, do the beef jerky one year. We need to now serve biscuits. Miller, can you find hmm. that other song? And sing Taste the Biscuit. I Which one? It sounds like they have six. Where's my underpants? Where's we, my underpants? We need yeah. to do a montage with the winning highlights. For Taste the Biscuit as well, Meller, for wins. Oh, yeah. For Victory Monday, to Taste the Biscuit. And then we need someone to pick up the KFC Biscuits. We and then, jump on bread all on me. Yeah. We need to get, way, we get it sponsored. Well, what, what do we got? Uh, Brian Hoyer will be the starting quarterback for the Raiders. I wanted to see Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell. I wanted to see to. the Steven. He gets hurt anyway, Hoyer, so you're right? Probably gonna see so in O'Connell. the second quarter is my guess when we'll see Aiden O'Connell. Come Does Aiden O'Connell still have like that thin mustache? I'm not sure. A big old box, it's all for me. I didn't know about Aiden O'Connell being from here until like two weeks ago at dinner. Where my buddy Jeff told me. And I'm like, no, he's not from Stevenson. Lincolnshire oh, yeah. Stevenson. Oh, yes, he and is. And he's like, yes, I knew he was from Purdue. Because I, I remember you were very big into him in the preseason. Preseason, he was throwing a pill yeah. everywhere. He I was didn't, spinning it. I didn't think he would be a pro, like a, a, a guy who you would see much in the pros. I could tell you wanted to try the potato wedges. I think we just need to do the biscuit for wins, Victory Mondays. Okay, so if they got win. that special sauce yes. for my curiosity. We'll, we'll, we'll put the special sauce all over our bodies. I'm not doing that. But if get we win. Get your honey sauce on me. Yeah, get the honey sauce on if me. If they win, we're going to KFC for for biscuits. Yeah. Get your butter spread all on me. Like like you need, said, we right need bear claws. Yes, right. That will be our new thing. Our new thing Maybe is- they haven't won because we haven't had a food to celebrate with on a victory Monday. You guys good with that? If, in fact, they win, all four of us, we taste the biscuit. To the song with the highlights in the background. Yes. Taste the biscuit. Because when you're at KFC, you got that special sauce to stir my curiosity. What is I don't, I've never known of a special sauce at KFC. I don't know either. Like, I knew the special sauce on the McDonald's Big Mac. Yeah. Arby's sauce is kind of a special sauce, right? The Arby's sauce. Yeah, I don't know. Do you? Is it like off menu? Do you have to order the special sauce when KFC? When you go into the KFC to order the biscuits, mm. you ask them, wink, wink. Can I get some of the special sauce? 
You may or, be shocked by what you receive, but you can at least ask. Or do we, instead of ordering them, do we just request to taste the biscuit at no, KFC? No, 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 no. just taste the biscuit here. here. I got it, but I'm saying, like, before we get here, can no. we say, can we taste the biscuit? No, we taste the biscuit taste as a the team. Biscuit. That's what we do. When we when we celebrate a Bears victory, they don't happen often. This is our don't stop believing rally cry. Yes. They they are the, you know how the White Sox had journey? We have them. Toasters and moose. We have toasters we, and moose. We have them. This is a what we do. Big old box, it's all for me. This, do you automatically... We're going to start playing this on the scoreboard yes. at Soldier Field after big touchdowns. This it's is be what... Like no, I, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, okay? But <laughs> yes. I, I have a suggestion yes. for okay. you, okay? Mm-hmm. Suggestion for you. You play the highlights, Joniak screams, fade to black, and then you pop that on. Taste the biscuit. So we go from fade Taste to black. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. We got to incept Joniak to the point where he's doing like drops the biscuit in the basket yes. and that's a Bears yeah. touchdown. Yeah, he needs like a special sauce on like, that catch from Tyler yes, Scott. Yes, yes. He needs like you are ridiculous. Instead, he needs to say, taste the biscuit. Fair instead of screaming, throw it. He's out there. All right. Can we get to Doug now? A big old box, it's all for me. All right. Thank you, Moose. Do we have to? She's not Moose, though, right? No. She's Toaster. Yeah. She's Toaster. toaster. All right. Thank you, Toaster. All right. And Moose. Doug Kazarian uh, joins us each and every week. He's got an announcement at the end of this, guys. He likes to taste the biscuit, too. He likes to win. When he wins, he tastes the biscuit. I didn't know what you were saying there. That's what we're going to do when we win. Yes. By the way, I get the point here. We record this. Uh, before every show, and this was my question. And I started the conversation by asking Doug, what have you made of all the unders in the National Football League recently, and has Vegas started to adjust? It's a great question because it's almost two sort of rules of thumb in play. One is Vegas is stubborn, so you can beat the market early. Like, right away, they don't adjust because the numbers are tabulated based on a baseline of information and data, even going back to last year. So, like, the Bears' data from last year factors into the Bears' over-unders this year. However, after if they get beat over the head a couple times, they're going to drastically adjust. So it's almost that sweet spot where you have to adjust drastically and then, you know, then that the market is caught up. So I always say this, when you, when you walk by a roulette wheel in the casino, and sometimes you'll see like seven or eight reds in a row, right? The market and the payouts don't start changing because reds hit eight in a row, right? They don't like the, 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 the pit boss doesn't walk over and say, you know what? One less red for this guy. You know, it doesn't happen. There's no market correction. The math is the math and it stays the same. But if, like the Saints go 15, 12 straight unders or whatever it is, the, the power ratings are going to adjust and the numbers are going to go lower and lower until it gets to that. Now, obviously, the roulette wheel, that math is clean and it's not clean when you're dealing with projections and moving pieces and different quarterbacks and all this stuff. But there there is a market correction. So to all these unders, we kind of saw it at the beginning of last year and things like that as red zone efficiency and I remember being at ESPN and we talked to Lewis Riddick and he said, teams don't practice red zone offense. They're going high safeties and everything's underneath. They're going to need to run more, blah, blah, blah. So like that's the analysis and that's what's happening. And then it's whether or not the teams figure it out. But 
there is an element of how the defensive adjustments, so a lot of the baseline stats are off, but also it is small sample size. Anybody who's into stats will even, obviously six weeks into the season, but even that's a relatively small sample size. So if you're aggressive and you got ahead of it, you obviously were making money. All right, Doug, use, use your superpowers to handicap this Bears-Raiders game. Yeah. Oh. Tyson Bajent against, I don't even think we know who yet. Yeah, Josh McDaniel said after practice today, he's going to decide whether it's Hoyer or AOC. And I like saying AOC because it's funny. Um, but like O'Connell, so the rookie. So typically what has happened is if it's mid-game and Garoppolo goes down, it's Hoyer. And if it's a start, then it's O'Connell. I think it's going to be O'Connell. Um, but, you know, look, I'm not betting this game. But if I had to, or if I'm going to pick a league, I'm grabbing the points of the Bears. I like this backup quarterback. I like this guy. I watched him in preseason. Um, I think he has some competent, you know, sort of approaches. And I, I trust him. And I definitely, O'Connell's a disaster. Hoyer's old. Raiders, it's also like, a, dare I say, a flat spot. I mean, to go on the road off a big couple big wins. I mean, the Belichick-McDaniels win week before, that was a Monday night win. I mean, is this team mature enough to handle their business on the road, lay three points? I mean, just... It just reeks of a team that's just going to have a false starts and just not be there and mentally there. And on top of that, just the kind of reflection of the organization, the coaching staff, nine straight games that they've been a road favorite, they've, they've not covered. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's so tough to pull the trigger on our bears now. That's that's the problem that we're having. <laughs> like we well, want... they got the gift. Yeah. Washington was a gift. They they weren't there and then they didn't show up. Washington didn't show up and then that, and the Bears would come back to reality. Yeah. Uh how about another division game? Detroit at the Ravens. This is a really good game in general. Um I love the way the Lions are playing. I still haven't figured out the Ravens. The Ravens are a three point home favorite. So I know Sharp Money came in on the Ravens minus three flat, which means plus 100, so no juice. And that's basically where we are now. I can't lay it with the Ravens. I'm kind of out on Lamar Jackson. So I just am a little apprehensive. Um, I But I do concern myself that the Lions plus three is like the squarest dog of the, of the year. I can't imagine anyone liking the Ravens minus three. Um, Lions plus three, just that, that line should have been two and a half in my eyes. So why isn't it? It's just, it's a little fishy. That line stinks. And sometimes it stinks normally. And sometimes it stinks like an outhouse. So uh, I'm a little gun shy. I don't see, I think, cause I don't think the Ravens are very good. Yeah. If you've got indoor plumbing, there's no reason to visit the outhouse. Um, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the Sunday nighter. Uh, you got the Eagles and the Dolphins squaring off in Philly. What happens? You know, it's funny. I'm such a guy who, like, shies away from these types of games, although I did like the Niners a couple of weeks ago against the Cowboys. I would grab the two-and-a-half and a teaser, so I would tease it up to eight-and-a-half. Um, and I know teasers can really skew with your brain and how you look at games. It's like once you start getting teaser money in your stuff, it's like, oh, I only uh, I can only look at games or I get, like, a nice six-point advantage. Yeah, no kidding, you like plus eight-and-a-half. But I do think the Dolphins' firepower and all that – I think this is going to be a close game. The Eagles have shown me something. I like this Eagles team. There's no way I would take Philly. So if I'm going to pick them league, I like Miami. But I think uh, teasers, the great, there's a lot of teaser legs that make sense this weekend. And that's one of them. Okay. What about a couple of the other division games here uh, in the NFC North? This is a weird line too. Uh, I, I don't believe much in the Packers, but the Broncos stink. 
and they are only getting a point against the Packers at home. So things we have to think about, right? I always say this about teams that are undefeated. I'm like, look, it's not college. Teams don't go undefeated the whole season, right? So at some point, these teams are going to lay eggs, like we saw San Francisco a week ago, right? Off a huge win. They go to Cleveland, a team off a bye, and got manhandled even with a third-string quarterback. So the thing is, is the Broncos aren't going to lay an egg every single week. They're just not. I, I know we think they are, but at some point, you, you realize these guys don't get to the NFL by being guys who just get stomped on every day. And you just wonder when that is. And that's just, that's the hardest part about handicapping. It's not having that recency bias. And do you when do you kind of can kind of catch lightning in a bottle? Like like I leaned you know, I liked the Saints a little bit last night. I felt their I was trying to project that their offense would click and I was trying to project the Jags would stop rolling along. But I was wrong, right? So the key is, is like, is this the spot where the Broncos show up? But also are the Packers like they can't lay eggs every week either. So the question is, is like, this is the one. So I wouldn't bet it, hmm. but you have to think like, I mean, remember the Broncos were up 20 something against Washington, not too long ago. And the defense has been terrible. So it's like, is Jordan Love going to carve up this defense? He wasn't able to carve up the Raiders defense. Yeah. Hey, uh, the Chargers are getting five and a half in Kansas City. Which direction do you lean here? Uh, Chargers. I, I, you know, it's funny because everyone's out on them. Herbert's overrated, all that stuff. But the Chiefs play with their food a lot, man. And I think the Chargers have enough talent here to keep this inside the number. It's a lot to ask, but you know, weather's not a factor yet in Arrowhead. I think that's a lot of points for the Chargers. Uh, any other NFL games you like? Yeah, my favorite, you know, my buddy calls me the betting bully. My favorite play is Seattle. I This Arizona team, they've had a nice run, you know. Got the win against the Cowboys. We're frisky against the Giants. We're frisky against the Commanders. But ultimately, Josh Dobbs is not a good quarterback. And after four full quarters, he kind of just shows his true colors, right? The game in Cincinnati, they were hanging around. Then the, fourth, the second half kind of unraveled. In L.A., they were hanging around at halftime, unraveled in the second half. This Arizona team should not be like – like Seattle should roll them. Seattle off a loss. Like this is a good spot to bet the Seahawks. Like if Arizona somehow keeps this within seven and a half points, fine. But I would tease this. I would put this in my survivor. I would be all of – I'm all of the Seahawks minus seven. Wow. This, should, this should be a route. This That's, should be a route. I'm really confident there. Uh, let's go to college. Well, I mean, the NFL, so proceed with caution always. Yeah, yeah exactly. right, right. I know. Let's let's go to where you <laughs> where you love to play uh, the college game. And I know you always have plays at the end that you like more than maybe some of the featured games. But let's talk about one of the biggest games of the year. It's Ohio State and Penn State. Um, uh, one of our favorites, James Franklin, Mr. Nodal. Uh, they're getting four and a half at Ohio State. What do you think about this one? I have to take the points with the Nittany Lions, but I worry that Ohio State has found its groove. The last couple of weeks, starting to put things together. But ultimately, Penn State has, you know, the goods. The, the, they are, like, better this year. And the question is, can big game James or not big game James actually deliver in this matchup? And that's, that's my concern with the Nittany Lions. Like, we've seen this play before, right? We've seen this act. Where he starts out five and zero, six and zero, seven and zero, and then finally has to take on Michigan or Iowa State, and they get waxed. So is that are we going to be there? I don't think so because I like their quarterback, 
and I think the defense is legit, and I don't think Ohio State is powerful. So taking four and a half, like we took we took Notre Dame plus the points earlier this year against the Bucks. I think we have to do it here with the Navy Lions. How about Utah and Southern Cal? So I was all about Utah all week, and then I know a really sharp group that came in heavy on USC at six, and then six and a half. I'm a little worried. I understand. I'm not like overreacting to last week. I just don't think USC is very good. Like I liked Notre Dame last week, and. You know, we keep hearing Cam Rising's practicing, the quarterback of Utah. I, I, I'll believe when I see it, and he actually plays in a game. But seven feels like too many. And I always get a little, like, comical with this. It's like, oh, the USC wants revenge for last year's Pac-12 title game. It's like, yeah, but they also wanted to win that game last year and go to the playoffs. So it's not like they weren't trying last year. Like, they tried to win and didn't. The question is, can they, you know, I can't play USC. This is the one time where you got to trust your gut and go against sharp money. And I did that last week with Utah against Cal, right? Um, I'm going to grab the seven here with Utah, but it's not going to be like my favorite play or anything like that. Um, I definitely cooled on it because I have to respect sharp money and the market move. Before we do get to your favorites, what about Alabama and Tennessee? So sometimes, even though quarterbacks change and even coaches change, you just know that one team always beats up on the other. other. And that's my concern here. Uh, I've been on Tennessee in the past. Now, obviously, last year was a much different state situation with Hooker as their quarterback, and they were great. I have to grab the eight and a half, but I don't expect to win. <laughs> Bama always seems to just crush Tennessee, even aside from last year, of course. All right, what are your favorite plays this week in the college game? So, so the market's tightening, right? Week seven, week eight, you know, area. So you have to kind of really pick the spots. And I am on Arizona State plus 27 and a half. I think if you hang around it, this went down from 28 to 26 and it's back at 27 and a half. I think you can get 28 again. I just think it's a horrible spot for Washington. Big emotional win. And ASU comes to town. ASU has been playing a lot better. Uh, of late, they've uh, done some things with their offense I like. So I think if you can get 28, even 27 and a half, I'm okay with with the Sun Devils. I think they keep this inside the number and go up to Seattle. And I'm not saying put a scare in the Huskies, but they'll hang around enough. I think this is like a you know, 14, 13 point win. Any Anything else? So Yeah, so I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about Ohio. Now, they've had some injuries, but Western Michigan is really bad. So Ohio got steamed up pretty big. And it's a little matching for you. I, I think, again, you have to kind of, like, respect the sharp money. It's up to 17, but I'll lay it with the, with the Bobcats against Western Michigan. It's at home. Uh, this, has, this has blowout and convincing win written all over it. So, you know, all tickets cast the same, as we like to say. So I like that. And I do like Florida State in this game uh, against Duke. This number's come up above what a relatively key number in, in 14. Hit 15 last night. It's now 14 and a half. Florida State was sleepwalking last week. They didn't take them seriously at all. Duke got a nice win, and a lot depends on whether their quarterback, Riley Leonard, plays. Obviously, he's a game changer. I think this is just a step up in class. With that being said, the Blue Devils looked like they had some some ballers when they played Clemson. It wasn't just like the little engine that could with head coach David Cutcliffe. Like, they had some players. But Florida State may be the best team in the country. So I think Florida State at the Doak night game, 
I think this could get out of hand. So I think they route him. Okay. All right. Uh, and, Doug, I know we've been talking a lot about uh, you announcing your new venture. So you have a new television show that will be available soon on YouTube Half Hour. What more can you tell all of us and our fans who can tune in to you for all your great information? Well, thanks. Yeah, I've been basically working all day and night for like three, four months launching a company, right? Launching a new show, new everything, new team, new everything. And we've worked out every single kink from graphics to audio to this, to the set. So it'll be a daily 30-minute show. We're going to go linear eventually and maybe even out of the gates. So all this stuff is happening concurrently. So like we had a deal in place for the football season, all this stuff. So that's why it's been a little bit of headache. We've soft launched for two months where it's just, it's a betting show, but it's just more the same of what we did, what I did at ESPN, but it's just going to have a little more authenticity, a little bit more uh, specificity and with betting and tracking picks and all this good stuff, but it's going to be the same concept and, you know, right from the heart of Las Vegas and, you know, around the clock betting coverage. You make us all smarter, yes, so we fantastic. will all tune in. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, there you go. Doug Kazarian with uh, his new television show. Uh, next week, he'll be able to tell you the platform where you can find it exactly what it's called, but it's going to be available on YouTube. So you can start searching there, but we'll give you the exact name. There's still, uh, it's like a soft launch going on right now. Once it's out there, we'll be able to tell you exactly what's going on. Uh, the phone number to reach us as Tyson Bajent gets set to start for the Bears, 312-332-3776. We're going to make our plays. Uh, we'll be uninterrupted uh, coming up a little closer to 5 o'clock. What to watch for. I've got a movie today for you guys. Really? I do. I And I think it's right up your alley. I think this is something that you could use, especially after a long week of talking bears. But uh, if you want to get in, what do you believe a successful first start for Bajent would look like? It's what we've been discussing. Also, Tevin Jenkins spoke today about what, uh, what, what he thinks about moving around on the offensive line. Why don't we do uh, Like It, Love It? Coming up next, it's Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I like it, I love it. Just a little taste of it. I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. What do we got here uh, for like it, love it? Just a taste of it. Where we got at for the standings? Waddle still up? Waddle is still our leader right now with 25 points. Sylvie in second with 23. Meller in third with 16. Myself in last at 13. Taste 13. Wow. You pitching shutouts over there? I think I've only been shut out once this year. Half yeah. the amount of points of Waddle? Is that what you got? What is he at twenty five? Uh, yeah, about half the points. Yeah. How about that, Waddle? You, you've lapped, Tyler. That's crazy. This guy's got his Cowboys uh, phone out there. I don't know if I'd be showing that off. It depends. Well, it's a week to week thing. Win. Finally, a big win. Yeah. Big win. Week to week, they're a week to week team. They are just like the rest of the league. That's a good point. That was a good win for them, though. 
against the Chargers team that has been the yeah, same they team still, for like the, years. And they still had clock issues yeah. and everything like clock, that. Right? Yep. Yeah. Are they off? They're off this week. Yeah, they're on uh, by. Who's that? There's six the teams on by yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, correct. Three less games. What do you got, Waddle? What's your uh, my uh, like? Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home? They're hosting the Falcons and Desmond Ritter. And surprisingly, they're only giving them two and a half. Two and a half? Really? Okay, you can have the Falcons if you'd like. I like the Bucks at home in the heat, giving the Falcons two and a half. That's my like. More on this game in just a little bit. Wait. Uh, look, I, I, I'm going to continue to play it. I'm, I, I lost on it last week by a few yards, but it's it's stupidity when it doesn't hit. And I know I sound redundant, um, but when Bajan came in, DJ Moore's targets went up. I, I, I don't understand how Justin Fields didn't target him. And I know, like, good players are going to get schemed. They're, they're, the Vikings were trying to look after DJ Moore, but look, they were blitzing a lot of guys. He had moments when he was open. Um, DJ Moore over 55 and a half yards. It should be money in the bank. I want to say he was targeted five or six different times when Bajan was in there, and I want to say he ended up catching like the bulk of his catches with Bajan. Yes. So I'm, I like the over at 55 and a half yards for DJ Moore again. I this is this is something that I continue to preach each and every week. It's hit more than it's not. It should be hitting every week, but it's still a very low number. So uh, let's play it again this week. Gents, for my like, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns, who right now are on the road taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Browns are laying three and a half, but with the what looks like Deshaun Watson returning, I think the Browns' defense is just too good right now. I'm going to go ahead and roll with them. Give me Cleveland as my like, minus three and a half. For my like, I am going to go to the Rams and the Steelers. Mm. You know, the Steelers are a team that play no offense and have a great defense. So for that, I am going to play the under here. Under 44 Ooh. is the number in that what, game. What's the under? 44. Fryermuth, by the way, has just He's been out. ruled out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And good player. The Steelers are a different team on the road, too. So I thought you were going to go and pick the Rams. And Well, he is in the cellar. What? He's oh, in well, the no, cellar. No, no, I could see that, though. I mean, it's not a Under bad 44. Play. Yeah. I know. And I said, you know, there's a reason why he's in the cellar. <laughs> Wait, what's your. I'm still not, we're not firing you, okay? You're still safe. I'm here just so you can make fun of my picks. Not yeah, true. That's fine. Listen, it's usually me. Usually I'm the one taking it. Um, my love? Is this turn for a love? Yes, your love. You know who I love? I love Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. They're oh, giving yeah? 24 to Sparty at Michigan State. Last oh. year, you remember the Michigan State players went after some Michigan players up in the tunnel afterwards? That's right. The revenge, yeah. big fu to the NCAA from Jim Harbaugh, maybe yeah, as well. Yeah, but will, will Harbaugh know the signs this week? Doesn't matter. After it's been sniffed I don't think, out. I think Pat Boyle would co-sign this. You don't have to steal signs against Sparty. I heard Shea this morning, and I think there are a lot of Michigan State fans rooting against Michigan State. And Jim Harbaugh's going to shove it where the sun <laughs> don't shine. 
Michigan's given up seven points per game defensively. MSU has lost four in a row. 24 may not be enough. They may be up 24 at the end of the first quarter. Jim Harbaugh does not suffer foolish behavior lightly. He's going to make a statement. Oh, yeah, NCAA? Double bird, and I'm going to hang 60 on this team. He's got a lot of fights to fight. He's going to fight the NCAA this weekend and Michigan State. Remember the players also didn't take too kindly to being, you know, that little fracas. That's what I'm saying. In the tunnel after the game last year. He's got people on his list that he's got to pay back this week. 24 is not enough. I love Michigan. Feel the vengeance. Um, I, I alluded to this, Waddle. I liked your like so much that I've made it my love. I love the Bucks minus two and a half. I have uh, made a, a killing on playing against the Atlanta Falcons, who are true pretenders. I hate their quarterback. He's not good. Uh, That's a strong statement. He's not good. Is he a bad guy? R- no, no. Ritter is not a, at, at this stage of his career, he's not a good quarterback. Um, like everyone keeps saying, well, they're a good team, they're a better team, except for their quarterback. That's a big deal. I thought Arthur Smith was supposed to be this great quarterback whisperer. And I didn't tell you that. I know he's a decent offensive oh, mind, I, but... I, I have the Bucks this week, yeah. Yeah, so you. I love the Bucks Minus two and a half at home. For, my, for my love, boys, I'm going to... Mellor's got a little... Doug Kazarian in me. Yeah, he's got a lot of dramatic pause there. Going. Sometimes Sylvie, you you intro me, and other times you don't. So I don't I don't want to step on you if I can avoid it. So well, I'll the longer and... you pause, the more I'm going to intro you now. <laughs> Jeff Meller, please report to the show. All right, for my love, boys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Sylvie does not like on the road. You know what? Plus three and a half. They travel well. The Pittsburgh oh. Steelers fan base in LA. You know the Rams don't have a great home support. Coming off the bye, I like the Steelers to bounce back. Also, let's not neglect the fact that the Rams do not have Kyron Williams, who's been who's given their running game a little bit of juice this year. They've also lost backup running back Ronnie Rivers, so they're down. It's but what the, about Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup? Yes, they don't run the ball. They're the, they're the receivers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off of a bye, are set to return. Give me three and a half on the road. I don't care. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I love a play that Doug Kazarian brought to your guys' attention, and that is Arizona State plus the 27.5 against Washington. Washington had the big win last week, but I don't know if you guys remember the end of that game. Michael Penix Jr. took a pretty big shot to the ribs. Yes, he was holding So I'm wondering what he's going to look like here in a full game against Arizona State. 27.5, almost four touchdowns at that point. I'll take the underdog here. I think the kid's getting back on track this week. I do. With that play, I think he's back on track. Okay. Yeah. My taste, over 14.5 receiving yards for Tyler Scott. This was something that Hoodie brought to my attention earlier in the week. Obviously, Tyson Bajant, rookie. Tyler Scott, rookie. They're travel buddies. I think that they, you know, are roommates on the road. Maybe uh, not. I don't know. Do they, root, do they still have I don't roommates? Know, probably not. Uh, but they're probably like aisle mates on the plane. They usually do that with rookies. Be careful what's over in the overhead. That's true. You don't ever want to bump your head or have any issues with that. That is true. Um, but we saw when Tyson Bajant got into the game that he was very comfortable throwing the ball to Tyler Scott, who probably has had more reps with than anybody working against the defense, maybe, in scout team. So 14 and a half is obviously not a lot of yardage. I'm going a little taste of over 14 and a half receiving yards for Tyler Scott. 
Okay. Money. My uh, my taste is the Lions plus three. Doug hit on this a little bit. I've I've I have followed the Lions too. I think I made them one of my picks last week. Uh, they've been money in the bank. They're getting three points on the road against the Ravens. I'm taking the points. I'm taking one of the hottest teams in football. Remind me to ask uh, Wilbon next week if he still uh, is thinking the Bears are going to beat the Lions for the NC or the uh, NFC North title, the NCAA championship yeah, that too. For my taste, gentlemen, how about that? For my taste, I'm going to go ahead to Sunday Night Football. Love this matchup. Miami Dolphins in Philadelphia against the Eagles right now. It will be delicious. Yes, that's why I'm tasting it. Not the biscuit, the Sunday Night Football game. The Dolphins plus two and a half. I think that offense is the best in the league. They use motion more than anybody else, and I think they gain a huge advantage. When you've got speedsters like Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, uh, Jalen Waddell, they're just too hard to contain. I love, or I, well, let me say it. I will taste the Miami Dolphins getting two and a half this week. Wrap us up, Tyler. For my taste, we are going to another college football game, the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. You guys want to take a guess at what the total is for this game? Uh, 28. <laughs> it is the lowest total we've gotten in the last 20 years. It is 30 and a half. Wow. And you know what? We split the difference there. They're trying to bait you into bet- betting the over here, so I'm going to go under. When they go low, we go lower. Give me the under in Minnesota and Iowa at 30 and a half. That is crazy. That is unbelievable. They played last year. It was 13 10. 30 and a half for the total in a Big Ten college football game. Iowa does. It's, it's crazy, some of their games. Their OC is getting fired. His contract stipulation was he had to average 24 points per game yeah. this year. What's their record, though? Their record is decent, isn't it? Iowa's? Um, I think they might have four wins. They're not in the top 25. No, we know that. Um, they are... Oh, they're 6-1. and one. They're six, t- yeah, uh, 24th. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, oh, they are 24th. They're, they're, yeah. Their record is good, but they just don't score. They're not a good team. No. Yeah, they've they tend their way good. to yeah. a good record. Yes, exactly. Uh, James and New Lennox here on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Hey, um... So after your uh, advice on Schwarber, and I I got paid out on it, I like I said I took that money and I added it to my Bills Dolphins uh, money line parlay. I placed a baseball teaser or not teaser, but a baseball parlay yesterday. A couple guys got in the hit, and then both teams over one and a half. That one, um, so I parlayed that into another uh, baseball bet today. And then if that hits, I'm adding it to the Bills Dolphins. But I got a question for you, Sylvie. I, I know you we're guys were worried about me. It sounded like we're going to make you a millionaire. Off, after I got off the phone, it sounded like you guys were were worried about me. But worst case scenario on this, and I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If I win this, because I did have to buy back in a place that I placed last night. Um, you know, if if I need a place to stay, just put a good word in for me. Maybe I could stay overnight at Steinoffels or something. That, yeah, they've um, got they've got comfy beds and couches. Yeah, just sneak me in before clothes. I'll hide in the bathroom. <laughs> um, and then the question I got for you, I got a bet with one of my friends. I don't think you are the you one. Got a lot of gambling stuff yeah, going yeah, on, don't you? Bets. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a degenerate, so yeah. Hey, self, uh, <laughs> self-proclaimed degenerate. Yeah, I mean, but 
I'm not bad enough to have to go to like a meeting or anything. Like I'm good. It's all money so that say. is is okay. You know what I mean? I'm just joking about the staying over at Steinhoffel's thing. But are you? Um, are you? Yeah. No, are I'm just you? I'm just joking. Are it you? just seems like you guys got a kick out of it, so I'm playing with it a little. Um, but yeah. So this other bet I got with a buddy of mine. Even though I don't hear the ad on your guys' show as much as I do, I want to say it's uh, Cap and Hoodie, the Hellsberg Diamond. Yeah. Where the the guy's singing and he's like dancing with that ring or whatever, right? And or people aren't dancing because they're looking at the ring, whatever it is. My buddy says that that's you singing it, and I said that is not Sylvie singing that. How much is on the line? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could find a different way if you're trying to get a cut, but uh, I mean, not much, like fifty bucks. Wow, you bet 50 bucks on that. You're not the first unless you're the person in the Twitch chat who is Really? who has wondered that. No, right? yeah, I don't I don't have the Twitch. Yeah. People I wondered that. I, I, don't so. yeah. I don't either. I don't either. I don't need the Dancing with that ring. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah you it, have it, access to that? It sounded like one of the guys who did the holiday song uh, with the Josh McCown one. Right. It sounded Who's like a, that guy impersonating you. Impersonating I didn't think it was you. So. It is not me. It, you, okay. You and it's not supposed to be you. No, it's not okay. supposed to be me. Okay. No, it's, just, then, another, uh, it's just another nasally whining human <laughs> being talking about dancing with a ring. Okay. I got a question for Waddle if I can. All right, another question. So I am one of the people who do know he was not part of the 85 Bears. No, that's not um, true. <laughs> Strike one. Um, you were you officially on the team in '89? Yeah, yes, I was. I was on the practice squad. I want to say for the first thirteen weeks. Then I was on the regular roster. I think for the final three games. So you weren't with them at all in '88. No, I was not. I was at Boston okay. College. Okay, I, I was just gonna. Guy? No, I was trying to figure it out because I was thinking about the Fog Bowl game the other day. No, I was not. And I thought maybe if you were on the practice squad that you would have been, like, you know, on the sidelines. I was just going to ask you how it was if you happened to be on there, but I wasn't sure. I thought it was 89, so I thought you missed it. I was playing quarters nightly at Marianne's and working out. Fog Bowl. I remember watching the Fog Bowl. For those who don't remember, it was a playoff game between the Bears and the Eagles. Did you just have enough Eagles. of him and gave him the, uh, the old heave-ho? Was that enough time for him? It was, it was time. What it was his name he, again? Uh, James, James New Lennox yeah. is a great caller and listener. Yeah. It was time. His story time was over. Yeah. It was time. Okay. Um, but the Fog Bowl, do you, do you know about the Fog Bowl? Uh, yeah, I don't know all the details. I know it was Philadelphia here on the yeah, lakefront. Yeah, in a playoff game. Yeah. And it was so bad. Did they pause the game at some no, point? Or no, they didn't. No, and you could not, as a television viewer, really see what was going on um, via the cameras that they had, where the football was, or, or what was going on. I was have it a Randall pe- Randall Cunningham was Randall Cunningham was the Eagles quarterback. Okay. I have a and I have a um, a picture in my office of Cunningham in the pocket being rushed by Mongo and Hampton and I believe Dewerson is coming on the blitz and I love that um I love that picture so much because those are three guys who I've been able to get to know and work with in right. this business. Dewerson um who's no longer with us but you know was I was very close with and was originally one of my pregame show hosts Mongo, who I got to know the best out of those three. Hamp, who I got to work with very early in my career down the dial at GN. But like that, that 
you could not see, you could see, I think, more in person than you could see on the television. And the Bears ended up winning, and the, the Bears had to get more conservative based on what you could do right. through the passing game. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's known I, I as remember the it vaguely. I just don't remember details. Uh, let's go to David in Washington. David, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. What's up? Hold on. Sorry, I'll take you off speaker. I've been here All for right. about an hour 40 minutes. Oh, <laughs> hey, just wanted to call and, and kind of change the madness on the Tyson Bajan situation. Uh, first of all, the, he's a quarterback. He's been a quarterback his whole life. He's bred to play quarterback. He played quarterback. He's had plenty of games. All that's out the window. You're trying to predict if he's going to have a good or a bad game and go into these numbers. But uh, the main question is whether he's going to have a good or a bad game. Is it the arrogant and smug Luke Getze going to allow him to have a good game? Is he going to make the right personnel decisions? Is he going to have him in shotgun in fourth and one? Is he going to have that Matt Nagy effect where, okay, we're doing things successfully. We just had three great runs. Let's take David Montgomery out and run Santa's sleigh. You know, it's it's ego-driven. He is an egotistical coach, and he doesn't have the resume to do it. I mean, he's held Aaron Rodgers' towel, uh, cleaned it up. That's all he's done. He has no other resume to be an offensive coordinator for a National Football League team, especially the Chicago Bears. It's And then he acts like he's the greatest coach of all time with his smugness. Uh, three weeks ago, just remember the picture where he's at the presser and he's smiling his ass off, and they showed the side-by-side with Justin, who was just sitting there serious, angry, you know, about losing. And so if he puts him in the right position – he should do good. He's a quarterback. He can make all the throws. And your caller from an hour ago said he doesn't have arm strength. No, he said he made a mistake. He ran into Daniil Hunter instead of hitting his check down. And it was the first thing the kid said. So don't worry about him being a quarterback. Just worry about him being having the right people and the right calls around him. David, thank you. I, 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 I David will to, not be sending Luke Getzey a no, Christmas card this I year. I want to ask you, is it ego? or I, I'll, I'll ask you about that coming up. What to watch for is coming up. We're also uninterrupted here just before 5 o'clock. So if you want to get in, I believe we're guest-free in the 5 o'clock hour. If you want to talk some bears or whatever's on your mind, 312-332-3776. Football, horse racing, burgers, beer, and so much more. Have a winning weekend at newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring cash betting at Points Bet Sportsbooks. Find a location near you at HawthorneBettingBars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. What to watch for Fridays at about this time. Brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Car 10 right now. You'll enjoy real Chicago pizza. 
thin crust cut into squares, just the way we like it here in Chicago. Caller 10, you'll win 312-332-3776. Caller 10 to win free pizza from Connie's 312-332-3776. Connie's Frozen Pizza, the official frozen pizza of the Waddle and Sylvie show. Waddle, what are you watching for? You tell me, because you said you had something you'd think I was going to like. I do. So, this is a um, this is a movie that is on Netflix okay. right now. And, you know, it's not critically acclaimed. It's far from it. I believe it's getting like 18% right now on Rotten Tomatoes it's, from the this critics. This is not a great sales job so far. But by the audience, it's at around 86, 87%. Okay. Bill Burr directs it. It's just a raunchy comedy, and it's called Old Dads. Old Dads. So, like, is someone like me who's 52, and I've got a nine and a seven-year-old, I'm an old dad. Um, so I'm going to like this. And you'll recognize a lot of the actors in this, including Bill Burr, who's in it. Um, you know, it's about... what uh, His name is um, Bobby Cannavale. You oh, know, yeah, you recognize yes, I know, a big you know, guy, dark hair. Yeah, yes, he's been in a lot lately, yes. too. He yep. plays one of the old dads. Bill Burr plays one of the old dads. There's some other actors in there, and, you know, they're they're raising their kids, and then they're fitting in with the other dads who are younger, and then hilarity ensues, you know, with, with them raising their kids. And I, I look, this isn't going to win an Oscar. I haven't watched it yet, but it's... It, you know, instead of binging a whole series, if you want to get away from some Bears football and uh, you just want an hour and 44 minutes of a movie, yeah, it's there for you on Netflix. Okay, I'm going to take your advice. When's the last time you saw a comedy? A movie comedy? Uh, it's been a while. I can't remember when. So this is there. And I'm a big Bill Burr guy. Big Bill Burr guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I will take your advice. Isn't he hilarious? Uh, yeah. Um... I told you, like, both of us bailed on Billions a couple years ago. I've told you this final season is actually good. It's it's like back to years. How many years did you watch it? Three years? More than that. Four. Wait, however many long. I don't know. But the last year was bad. Obviously, Bobby Axelrod left because his wife in real life That's when I ditched away. It. Once he left, I left. Yes. I have found this year to be very entertaining, almost like it was early in its its time. So I would suggest to you to go back to it, possibly, and watch the final season. You told me he was back early in the series. Is he still? He was back. Then they did a lot of the, the, the season without him being involved. And now there's like two or three episodes left and he's back again. So, and is this it? Is this last I believe season? this is it, yes. So I would advise you, if you liked it before, maybe you'll like it again. Okay, maybe we'll start uh, it. But the thing I'm watching for more than anything this weekend, other than Tyson Bajent playing for the Bears, is Ohio State and Penn State. Good old-fashioned Big Ten football battle. We'll see if uh, James Franklin is speaking to everybody after the game. See what he has to say to the reporters. But I think this maybe is the best game. Maybe he'll just throw one deep. He could. Just for the hell of it. Maybe, maybe so. But I think this is the... Uh, this is the game of the weekend for me. So uh, Ohio State, Penn State tomorrow at 11 a.m. on Fox. Miller, what do you got for us? All right, boys. Well, Carmen has mentioned it throughout the day. If you have time to sneak out to the theater, Killers of the Flower Moon, the newest Martin Scorsese 
film has been released today, so that's widely available. Of course, though, you're going to need three and a half hours to go take this in. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons. So, uh, if you're a Scorsese, a right there. yeah, if you're a Scorsese Scorsese fan, no doubt you will uh, probably be interested in checking that out. But if you don't want to go to the movie theater, if you just want to stay home, I also have a movie recommendation available for you on Netflix. Not a comedy. But a drama called Fair Play. Now, got a lot of kudos coming out of Sundance Film Festival. It was released last week on Netflix on Friday. I watched it. It is a drama slash thriller about a newly engaged couple that both work at a hedge fund and both are seeking the same promotion. Uh, Ooh, I really, sounds good. I really liked it. So if you're not in the mood for a comedy tonight, I highly recommend checking out the film Fair Play on Netflix. You, your last one was very good, too. Who's but. in it again, Mellor? So there's some younger uh, younger cast uh, people who you may not be as familiar with, but uh, Phoebe Dynever, she is, she's from Bridgerton, and then um, Alden Ehrenreich okay. is her co-star. Um, but it's uh, it's a newer film. I think it's actually uh, Chloe Domant. She's the director. It's her first film. But yeah, I liked it. So check it out. Erotic thriller. Oh, Wads. Whoa. So it's got my attention. There you go. Fair mm-hmm. play. My show is one that I've actually brought up on this show before. I thought it was gone, thought it was lost. However, it has been rebooted by the CW, and it is F Boy Island is back for oh, season three. Come on, really? Is Nikki back, Glaser uh, back yeah, hosting? She's, yeah, she's the host of it. Good. So I, I just I turned on my TV the other day and it had like a recommended for you. You're still texting with and her, and it said uh, F Boy Island was back. So uh, I'm back in season I'm, three. I've never texted with Nikki Glaser. I slid into her, her DMs. Did when she ever? Are you still sliding into her no, DMs? No, that was only to get her on the show. Yeah. It was when she was across the street at the mm-hmm. Chicago Theater. And she did respond. She may have had the creepier message, too. She, she sent me she the sent picture, picture of us. She sent a snipe. Yes. She's funny. She's hilarious. That is pretty funny. I, I think one of my kids watches that, that show. It, it's great. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. What is it about? So it's basically half. It's kind of like uh, out of the, the Bachelor, Bachelorette. It's a wing off of that uh, branch. But there's... X number of guys. So let's say there's like 10 guys on the show. I think it's actually like 20 guys on the show and three girls. Half of the guys are self-proclaimed nice guys. And half of the guys are basically D-bags and self-proclaimed F-boys. 